Seniors, can you walk into your doctor's office and see them when you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number? And can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. If your doctor isn't taking time to listen to you or isn't treating you like family, it's time to call Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Schedule a visit to find out more about the care you deserve. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air. My name is Rosie Paulson and I am the owner of Rosie Paulson Enterprises and SNR Services. I am a commissioner, a public speaker, a Medicare insurance broker, and in 2020, I published my book, Nieke, The Spirit of a Resilient Mindset. My brand promise is knowledge, connection, success. And I call this show the Thriving and Inspiring Series because I get to invite inspiring individuals that they are changing their environment, changing their community because there is a saying that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And this is a platform and an opportunity for my guests to get their message out there so my listeners can get to know them. And today I am honored to introduce my really good friend, Rita Barreto Craig. Rita and I are part of the Florida Commission on the Status of Women. Her company is Top Tier Leadership. Rita Barreto, visionary founder and president of Top Tier Leadership, has worked with some of the top brands in the world to build leadership, bench strength, enhance employee engagement, and increase profit. She is a motivational speaker, a world-winning consultant, author, and TEDx speaker. In 2020, she served as the chair of the Florida Commission on the Status of Women and has had three governmental appointments. Currently, she serves as a chair of Discover the Palm Beaches, the County Tourism Marketing Organization. So, Rita, welcome, my friend. How are you? Welcome. I'm doing great, Rosie. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on your incredible show. I think when you when you gave your introduction of all the things you do, you should add energizer because that's <laughs> who you are. You're the energizer. Oh, that that is so funny. Thank you so much. Sometimes I think that is a little bit too much, but it's just I believe that I have to be true to myself and true to my passion and uh, trying to kind of hold down this energy. It takes a lot of work. It's easier <laughs> to just go ahead and let it all out sometimes. <laughs> but thank you so much for always guiding me and being so accessible to me when I was new into this uh, the organization. So. Tell me a little bit about Rita, who you are, you know, as a person, as a woman. Tell me a little bit more about you. Okay. Well, um, just for your listeners, I was born and raised in Miami in a household of 14 people. Uh, my grandmother, who spoke Spanish, 
my uh, two wonderful parents, seven brothers and three sisters. So I think I was destined to work in the field of talent and diversity because of my my experience growing up. My mother's side spoke French. My father's side spoke Spanish. So um, I ultimately went and worked in corporate America for 23 years and shocked them. I was stuck. I was a high-level director, but there weren't any female VPs. So I decided to take the leap and start my own business. And I did that nearly 25 years ago. And um, ever since then, I've really enjoyed the opportunity of working with clients around the world on creating additional success. That is amazing. Amazing. Thank you. And so let's talk a little bit about the Florida Commission on the Status of Women. Um, Tim, tell me a little bit about how did you get engaged and involved in the first time and why did you decide to participate? Okay. And it's quite of honor, as, as you know, serving as a commissioner as well. About six years ago, CFO Atwater, Jeff Atwater, uh, was in office. And he approached me and asked me if I would consider serving on the commission, that it was focused on helping women and encouraging women to continue to be the best version of themselves. And that each year the commission would provide the, the cabinet with a report on, on the status so that they can use that information to uh, make good choices. So um, I said, that sounds wonderful. So he submitted my name and uh, fortunately I was accepted as, as a commissioner and I'm serving now going on my sixth year, uh, so my second term, and I just recently finished my year as chair of the commission. What was the favorite thing that you did that you did as chair of? Well, first of all, you have we have to adapt, and we'll talk about that because of COVID. <laughs> but what was the favorite thing that you accomplished as chair of the commission? That's a good question. I um, I don't do anything by myself, so um, I'd have to say, as a commission, everyone worked very hard, and I served as chair in 2020, which obviously was predominantly a year of, of many changes. And I think what I'm most proud of in terms of the whole commission for last year is the fact that we didn't skip a beat. And as women, we know that uh, there are a lot of challenges and we have to work around or through those challenges and we did it very capably. So we were still able to hold events uh, virtually to keep people engaged and actually we had more people participate virtually than we typically do in person so i was pleased about that but if i had to finalize or suggest one thing i was most proud of in, in terms of commission results would be creating um, more information or gathering more information and more data about the status of women because the more data we have the better we can tell our story and you have to manage with facts so we were able to produce an annual report with some, you know, quantifiable results, which I think will prove very helpful to elected officials and business leaders and civic leaders as they move forward and developing plans to address issues affecting women and girls. Right, right. And there's 22 of us in uh there are women from all over um, Florida, and it is a nonpartisan body um, that help our elected officials. So this is not a position where people are elected by the by the public. Uh, it's 
it's appointed a governmental appointment and the cabinets that um the the, the people that appoint us is the cabinets um so it will be the governor uh the lieutenant governor the agricultural commissioner um the uh cfo like you mentioned and mm -hmm. i and the Senate president and mm -hmm. the um, there's one more that I'm forgetting this, the uh, president of the president of the of the, uh, the Senate president. No. And then there's the other one, the uh, Congress. I, but it's not Congress. The cab the cabinet. I can't remember the name of, the, <laughs> of that position. But anyway, um, there are. 22 altogether and i do believe that this this commission has been one of them not because i'm the one that serves in there but <laughs> i do believe that the women that we have this time around are so um amazing on what they do and really what they what how they want to accomplish uh, and help our local you know our, our florida women um which again if, if people listen to what we have accomplished as as florida like the economy of florida is practically a whole country one small country together mm -hmm. that's the economy of florida so when kelly shared that with me i was like whoa that is <laughs> a lot uh, how important we are now um i know we also just celebrated the 100th year of the women's suffrage. Um, and that has been kind of like a theme uh, going around on the state. Um, but I, I do believe, what was the, I, I know we did the, the tea because we have to do it virtually, um, but why was that important to us as a commission uh, to be able to celebrate that accomplishment? Well, I think, um especially on a presidential election year, it gave rise to the fact of how important it is to have a vote uh, whenever you have an election. So having the 100th anniversary in 2020 was something to truly celebrate, to uh, reflect on where women have been. When you look at 100 years ago, when women were fighting for their right to vote, I mean, women were beaten, they starved, they threw them in jail, and they didn't get the respect at all you know, to have a voice. And so the pioneers ahead of us really paved the way for a lot of the things that we enjoy today, not just the fact that we are able to vote and should always exercise that right. But uh, I think it, it was, um, it's important for us to not forget where we've been, to continue to um, have a voice, to make improvements in, in other areas that affect our life, whether it's in finances or health care or in leadership positions trying to get cracked through the glass ceiling and so on. So it, and another thing, Rosie, I think it shows that when women come together, that there's such a powerful voice and, and it's, it's such a powerful thing when you have a common purpose mm -hmm. and everybody's going after the same goal with pure motivation to make things better. And I, I think that's what you saw with the suffrage. And I think that's what you see today with a, a lot of activities that are focused on creating an even better place for women and other groups. And when we say women, we say women, but it really affects everybody, you know, because women are mothers, women are, are, are wives or spouses. Uh, so it really affects everyone and are, and not only women. Um, so, 
if we keep, you know, that thing, if we keep mama happy, everybody's happy. <laughs> I, I do believe that's part of why our, our commission is so important because we are able to give these resources to our mamas or our community leaders and they, they are able to help their, you know, their, the people that they care for. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, we the, the name of the commission is the Commission on the Status of Women. But you're right. Ultimately, that impacts uh, all people in Florida because somehow, some way, they're, they're, they're impacted. And so I think we, we continue to focus. As you've said, I'm extremely proud of the uh, level of commitment and the diversity of women serving on the commission. They represent different races, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different professions, different geographic locations. And so they come from a lot of different perspectives. And as a result of that, the diversity that uh, is present enables us to come up with much more creative solutions and approaches given the fact that we listen to all different aspects or different ideas before we take action and move forward yes yes now there's one of my favorites awards so there's two big awards like we're talking about the women hall of fame but i really want us to to concentrate today in the other award that that we have in our commission and is the spirit of the community award can you share a little bit more about what we can do to nominate people, who should be nominated, and and why we can nominate more people for this, uh, to have the opportunity of more people being recognized for this particular award than the Women Hall of Fame. Sure, and thank you so much for asking that question because, as you know, we want to get the message out about it. So a couple years ago, the commission started looking at how we celebrate women. And the Hall of Fame clearly is a huge award, a huge honor for women who are no longer with us and those that still are who have done incredible things to impact uh, Floridians and, and women. And so we decided that there are also a lot of women out there every day who are doing extraordinary things with pure motivation, not looking for any recognition whatsoever. And these are women who are volunteering in their, in their communities. These aren't paid positions. It's just uh, women who see a need, and they are making things happen in a very positive way, and men as well. So we put a process in place where you can nominate somebody in your community who you feel exemplifies uh, the giving spirit, who unselfishly is out there making a positive difference, um, not looking for any attention, but just really doing some amazing things. So if they look on their website at fcsw.net, it stands for Florida Commission on Status of Women.net, you'll find an application that you can use to submit somebody in your community who you feel is deserving of this recognition. And to serve, having served on uh, the panel to select them, it is, one, very motivational uh, two, it's uh, very challenging because it's so hard to pick just one. Uh, uh, you know, we, we typically pick more than one. We typically pick somewhere around 12, I guess, because mm -hmm. it's throughout, uh, throughout the state. But um, I would encourage the listeners, if you do recommend someone, 
to please make sure you quantify the results and, and be clear about what the person does, because that's the only thing we have to go by is what's written on the application. And so some people are a lot better at filling those out than others. And, and we, then we find out later some of the other things they've done. And we wish we had that information ahead of time. But for a fair and equitable process, we can only look at what's on the application form. But thank you for, for bringing that up. Well, and there's another one that is also very near and dear to my heart, which we have kind of like um, um, uh, changed it a little bit, right? We have pivoted and adapted, but it's the essay contest, which now is also a video contest. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that, because that is also very fun. Thank you. So we wanted to also engage the next generation of leaders, male and female. And so we have an essay contest that we host every year for youth and um, they are given a topic and they are asked to write an essay and it's always related to something that's happening with women issues. In 2020, it was wrapped around uh, women's suffrage. This coming year, I believe it is around the 30th anniversary of uh, the commission itself and um, you know, women in general. So they're asked to write it, and we, again, have a group of commissioners who read it and select the one that we think is best. And because we're in an area of time right now where everybody's into technology, and we are as well, we decided last year to add a video contest. And so this is another thing that's available to engage youth, and we include up to people in high school years. And so we ask them to create a short video. We give the topic. We give the length of time. That, too, is submitted. A panel looks at it. And then there is a uh, reward for both the essay and the video contest, not just bragging rights <laughs> and right. the fact that we publicize it uh, on our website, which means it's, it's seen everywhere. But also we typically have a, either in-person or a virtual celebration to honor the individuals who are in fact selected as the winners of both the essay and the video contest. And I think one of the other favorite things that I, I, uh, I really, um, I guess one of the things that I like the most too is when you go to the Capitol building, uh, they have the names of the, uh, of the women uh, that acquired the Women's Hall of Fame nomination. But we have to, again, pivot because we were running out of wall. <laughs> so we, are, we now have uh, a, a device. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that's one of the most exciting things that was accomplished in 2020, I think. And um, so the Hall of Fame, when you walk into the Capitol, we are very, very fortunate that over the years, we have had space right front and center when you walk into the building. And we've had a big wall and called the Florida Women's Hall of Fame wall. And featured on that wall have been photos of the various incredible women who have been inducted into the Hall of Fame. The good news is there have been so many that we ran out of wall space. And so uh, being that technology is available to us. We purchased a kiosk system and that system has been installed in the Capitol. And so when we are fortunate enough to go back into that Capitol, participants are gonna be able to go right up to it. They'll be able to search by name. They'll be able to search by 
uh, type of of um, profession by geographic location and various other ways in which they're going to be able to search out and find women who have been inducted into the Hall of Fame. So we are ex- so excited about that. And it's also going to give us an opportunity to include some additional information about women and um, other activities. So we hope that all of your great listeners, when they have a chance to go to Tallahassee, that they take the time to uh, look at look at these incredible women that have really paved the waves for so many of us. Yes, and I would love my listeners that if you go to Tallahassee, take a selfie with it and then hashtag it, I found Rosie, and make sure you say, I came here because Rosie uh, introduced me to the commission. And if you <laughs> need to find out more, um, the website is www.fcsw.net. So, F for Florida, C for Commission, um, uh, S for Status, and W for Women. So FCSW.net. And Rita, the last question that I have for you, now we've been talking a lot about the commissioner, but this show is also a thriving and inspiring series. So do you have a tip or perhaps a book that you have read in your business that has helped you. you you are part of your top leadership um is the name of your company so what will be the one tool that you say this should be in the arsenal of a business owner that wants to achieve a thriving successful and profitable business there's so many books i love rosie <laughs> <laughs> So one of the ones I love, because I work with leaders a lot in developing bench strength, is the Leadership Challenge uh, by Kuznis and Posner. And the reason why I like it so much is it's research-based, and it highlights the five characteristics of an admired leader. And they are inspired a shared vision, and I think the critical word is shared, because so often in organizations, it's the top person that knows what his or her vision is, but it's not always cascade throughout the organization or embraced throughout the organization. So the first is inspire a shared vision. The second one is model the way. And that's all about doing what you say you will do and, and making sure your, your words and your actions match. The third is challenging the process because a good leader isn't happy with the status quo. The fourth is enabling others to act. And so that's all about taking risk and teaching people and letting them fail and learn from that. And then the last one is encourage the heart. And that's all about rewards and recognition. And so sometimes with uh, really chaotic times and crazy schedules, we forget to reward and recognize. So those five, I think, are, are so important And sometimes we get off balance, and um, I I often work with leaders and encourage them to read the book and to think about areas that um, they're good at and then select only one area to work on and really focus on making a quantum leap and improvement in one area and then move forward and pick another one because most people try to pick three or four things at one time, and, and it's very hard to change behaviors. So if you just pick one area, work on it, work on it, work on it, once you see the improvement, you, know, you're, you get feedback on, then go to the next. Well, thank you so much for those amazing words, Rita. Thank you so much for visiting my show today. And remember, my friends, if you want to uh, communicate with Rita, look 
at her website, www.toptierleadership.com. www.toptierleadership.com. Thank you so much, Rita, for joining us today. Well, thank you, Rosie. And before I leave, I just want to tell everybody to congratulate you on becoming a, an officer on the commission. I believe you're treasurer. The secretary. Right. The secretary. secretary. Right. I'm sorry, I didn't have my notes in front of me. So I just want all your listeners to know that you have been elected as secretary for the Florida Commission on the Status of Women and duly in honor. And I look forward to continue to serving with you. Thank you so very much for having me on your show. Thank you so much, Rita. And to my listeners, this is a quote from my book. It is important that we help each other rather than forcing our own way to the top. And I believe what Rita shared more than once is how we all have the pure intentions to accomplish something without expecting or having a, an older, a, a motive or a, an agenda. You will be moving people's heart and inspire them to get to know you when your motives are pure. And those motives need to reflect what you want in your environment, which is changing them to become a better individual. The change starts with you because the only person you can change is yourself. Thank you so much for listening to my show, Cafecito with Rosie on air. This is Rosie Paulson Enterprises. My brand logo is Knowledge, Connection, Success. So remember, my friends, stay pure, stay positive, and stay inspired. This is Rosie Paulson. Ciao. You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepaulson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure, stay positive, stay inspired. Seniors, Does your doctor regularly reach out to check on you? Can you walk into your doctor's office and see them if you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number and can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. Doctors spend more time with patients than the doctors you may be used to. They offer telehealth visits, help you get your medications, and even make sure you get to your appointments. If your doctor isn't treating you like family, it's time to say yes to Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Call Dedicated Senior Medical Center today to schedule a visit and find out what you're missing. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now.